super excited because today we are talking about Brink, mm-hmm. which Nora had never seen before. Never. It came out before I was born. Yeah. It premiered on August 29th, 1998. Oh, I thought it was 97. I thought so too, but I don't know why I thought that because yeah, according to Wikipedia, it was 98. Um, and Brink is stylized with an exclamation point. Brink. Oh, <laughs> it's so cute. And this was the first ever... Decom? Decom ever? No, but it's only oh, the third ever made, third. which is still pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. And for those of you who don't remember Brink or have never seen it, this is the one. So I think in my memory it was about skateboarding, but it is not. Nope. It's about aggressive inline skating. It's really interesting, but they inline skate like skateboarders. Like they go on the ramps and stuff. And we'll get into the fact that we didn't know like inline skating was i didn't know it was like really a huge thing in the 90s um yeah it's pretty cool yeah it's basically um for those of you who don't inline skating means nothing to you it's rollerblading Mm -hmm. but like nora said like they do pretty crazy tricks and stuff um and it's awesome and in addition to rollerblading inline skating this movie is also about friendship it's about family so cute it's like very wholesome and we both really liked it so we're really excited to chat about it because it's a good one. It really is. Um, really quick, Nora, do you have any memory of Zoog Disney? Does that mean anything to you? Nope. Okay, so when I was watching this movie, I was getting powerful flashbacks to Zoog Disney. And I was like, what was that? So I Googled it. And basically, it was only a thing from 98 to 2002. So like, it probably started around the time this movie premiered. Mm-hmm. And I have all these memories of being like super little, like... Definitely like four or five. So it may, I I was not surprised to hear that you didn't know what it was. No. And basically, so I, on Wikipedia, it describes it as Zoog Disney is a defunct afternoon block that aired on Disney Channel from 1998 to 2002, aimed mainly at the preteen market. The block was hosted by robot characters called Zoogs. Aww. And I mostly just remember like the logo. It looked like the Mickey Mouse ears, but it had like robot, like tech looking, like... I don't know how to describe it. I'll have to, when we do this episode, we'll have to like post a picture on social media. But um, yeah, so this was like part of Zoo That's Disney. That's cute. Yeah, I have absolutely no memory of that at all. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, so before we do like our recap, I feel like we've always been starting with Nora. Do you want to guess what uh, score this got on Rotten Tomatoes? So I'm really traumatized because last time we did Pixel Perfect, I thought that movie sucked yeah. and it got a 62. So... I don't really trust my judgment, but I really liked this movie. So I'm going to say it got a 67. You're really close. It got a 76%. Oh, actually, that's better. Yeah. No. And like, I think that's I agree. pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. it still deserves water, in my opinion. But I think that's like respectable for a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. And I know we're going to talk more about um, the cast like after the recap. But just really quick to remind you guys, because I think a lot of people don't remember Brink that well or aren't familiar with it. This movie stars um, Eric Von Detten, who you probably know from The Princess Diaries. He plays mm-hmm. Josh. Josh. That's the one that, like, Mia goes into that weird little, what is it, like a yeah, like hut? A, yeah, it's like a little, like, tent at the beach to, like, get changed in. Yeah. Or no, 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 you're right. I'm I'm sorry. Like, the shack thing. The shack. And yeah. her um, foot gets tangled in that, like, net, and so her foot can't pop. Exactly. Yeah. He's, like... The hot guy who you think you want, but then you realize he's like mean and yeah. And then you're yeah. like, you should be with Michael, the the guitar guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. piano, right? But musician, same thing. musician, same same vibe. Oh, oh, one more thing I really wanted to say before we jump into the plot. So when I was watching this movie the other night, um, my boyfriend walked by and I was like, oh, you might actually like this one. It's like a boy movie, mm-hmm. and he was like watching it for a second, and he was like, oh wait, this movie's not about skateboarding it's about like rollerblade and i was like yeah and he go and so my boyfriend used to skateboard a little when he was younger so he goes oh fruit booters and i was like what oh my god and There's he beef. was like that's what we used to call like rollerbladers is fruit booters so i looked <gasps> oh it my up gosh. and this is what urban dictionary says about fruit booters a derogatory name used by skateboarders to describe rollerbladers. Not all rollerbladers, just the snotty ones that cut you off just after you drop in and right before you're getting ready to set a grind. 
Wow. Um, and one more, because they're both so funny. Um, a derogatory term used for rollerbladers. The term came about in the 90s during the rollerblading trend. Mm-hmm. Rollerblading was generally viewed as dorky and not nearly as difficult as skateboarding, biking, and other so-called extreme sports. Okay, I love that there's like a culture and they're like, wow, the skateboarders are here. Like, oh, not the inline skaters. Like, that is so, I love it. It's so funny, right? And I kind of agree that skateboarding one does look harder and it does look cooler. Sorry, inline skaters. I totally agree that it seems harder. But one epiphany I did have watching Brink was like, I think there's something so beautiful about it because it's almost like the skates are just an extension of your body Mm. rather than like, a thing that's like separate than you that you have to work with right so again i feel like that makes it seem easier but it also seems more like dancey arty which Mm -hmm. i like yeah that is true yeah and you can like go really fast in a way i feel like you can't do with a skateboard yeah they're like going really really fast at some points it's so true it's so true it's very cool but i was super happy that there was a boy there to like give me that piece i was like (laughs) my research might not have found this so thank you so much (laughs) um okay so let's jump into it okay so the movie is called Brink because our protagonist is Andy Brinker, mm-hmm. called Brink. Mm-hmm. And we open with a classic scene of like him getting ready to leave his house in the morning. And Nora, do you remember what he eats for breakfast? He just like takes chocolate syrup sauce and like pours it in his mouth. And his mom is like, oh, and it's also that classic Disney Channel thing they always do where it's like there's a beautiful breakfast and the kid's like, I can only have one grape. And you're like watching that like. Go back in your house. Your mom prepared a lovely breakfast. Like, sit yeah. down and eat. Seriously, like, he's honestly kind of like a dink to his parents in the first mm-hmm. scene. He's like sprinting out the door, like, no regard for his mom, who was so sweet. I love mm-hmm. the mom. She's also like a hottie. She is, and she is from something. Oh, see, I like couldn't really, th- re- like, when I looked her up, I didn't oh. really know what I knew her from. Do you? Yeah, she is in Desperate Housewives. <gasps> I think that she is the woman that dies in the first season that like sets off the series i'm like pretty sure um so basically in this first scene brink is late to meet his friends he has like a whole crew of people he skates with Mm -hmm. peter jordy and gabriella so basically quick rundown peter is like i don't know the the sweet like i don't want to say nerdy friend because he isn't but he like gives off a slight nerdy vibe yeah he does and then there's jordy who's kind of like the i don't know kind of like the dumb one Mm mm-hmm and yep. then Gabriella, who's the baddie girl. Very cool. She is very, very cool. She's amazing. So if Gabriella was like, if this movie came out today, the TikTok world would probably call her like a pick me because she does a boy habit. And it's like, let her live. And like, why are you assuming she has that hobby to impress boys? Like, leave her alone. Exactly. And it's actually something I love about the film is that they never try to force a weird love interest on her with any of her male friends. They're just friends, and this is just what she loves to do. Yeah, she doesn't care about them at all. No, and I actually think that they barely, like, see her as a girl, even though she's gorgeous. Yeah. Which actually kind of, though, is cool, because they're just, like, she's just our friend, and I think that's awesome. Yep. Um, So he's rushing to meet his friends at the bus stop, and, like, a Sublime-esque song is playing. Like, the movie's whole soundtrack is so good. It's all, like, ska, (laughs) punk rock, and it's honestly great. There is this transition music, though, between the scenes that is... guess it's like reggae like how would you describe (laughs) yeah it is kind of like reggae it's very odd but so 90s and so amazing this whole film is so 90s so if you're nostalgic for the 90s at all like really worth a Mm -hmm. rewatch um so he's rushing to meet his friends and they're mad at him because he makes them because he's late they miss the bus to go to the skate park and they live in um or they skate by venice beach in california Mm -hmm. so they miss the bus so they have to just skate there which is like not a big deal because they love to skate Mm -hmm. but this was my there's a lot of like amazing 90s lingo in this movie and this isn't necessarily 90s lingo but is so cute and funny so when they miss the bus the one guy says to brink he's like lateness and brink goes dude (laughs) choreness my mom made me clean the house this morning i loved that part so much dude choreness choreness it's amazing. So we see them skating to the beach and we see right away that they're very good. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. It's actually the skating in this movie is very cool. I was like really enjoying watching it. Totally. Like they did not phone it in on the stunts. Like no. they all had stunt doubles. But I later learned, we'll get into this later, that the guy who plays like the evil boy Val is mm-hmm. like actually a really good skater. Wow. And you can see in the, in the movie, if you pay attention, like there's parts where he's doing hard stuff and like it is fully him like you can see his that face. is so cool yeah it's awesome so they get to the skate park which they call the pit mm-hmm. um and they're like having fun doing their thing they refer to themselves as soul skaters 
Yeah, it's so cute. It's basically like because they do it for fun and like we'll find out about some people that don't do it for fun, do it for other corporate reasons. Yeah. So they're like, we just skate for fun. Like we do it for the heart. Exactly. So right away they have this confrontation with the sponsored skater team, Team X-Blades. X-Blades. Yeah. So they like it's basically a paid partnership. Like this adult man sponsors them, like gets them T-shirts and they make money from skating. But they're like teens. Yeah. They like go to the same high school as the soul skaters but they're making bank and they're yeah they're basically like signed Mm -hmm. um so right away team x blades the main guy is val and he's like the bully of the movie Mm -hmm. and he comes up to them and he's basically like hey do you guys mind leaving because we need to do a photo shoot here today and you know brink and his crew are like no we were here first and that's the rules i guess the rules of the pit is like whoever is there first gets to stay Mm -hmm. but he like pushes brink down and there's like this confrontation where basically the good guys like accidentally leave the turf and so he's like oh look you're not in the pit anymore we are in the pit now bye and it's like super rude val is like a little bitch he is he like is so annoying he's so intense looking like okay i don't know if any of you guys have ever watched twin peaks but his face val's facial expressions really reminds me of bobby don't from come twin for peaks. bobby nora has a crush on bobby I and I'm, bobby i wish that this were a visual <laughs> medium right now so i could do my bobby facial impression it's purely facial expressions but that's kind of what sarah, val does like he's uh, always like incredulous in like a hideous way okay but just like sarah is such a bobby hater and we'll never agree on that but we'll that's for another I. time yeah that's for our twin peaks podcast which we'll <laughs> never start so team x blades right away are just huge a-holes and sometimes like the way that brink and his crew get back at team x blades it's very like juvenile and silly like they go up to this group of skateboarders and are like is it true that all skateboarders are huge wusses and the people are like offended they're like no no we don't think so they do yeah and like starts a fight with yeah team this X-Blades is a very classic thing they do is like they basically go up to these skaters that are like old they old men old like i don't know if it's just because it was the 90s and they were like it's not hd they won't be able to tell that they're old or if these characters were supposed to be like older older skaters i don't know yeah. but these skateboarders were like definitely old men and they like go up to them and they just make up a lie so that the skater the skateboarders will go like have beef with team x blades exactly and it's like very silly and like that was a moment where it's like i don't think that would have worked in real life no but so the guy basically like starts like roughing val around because of this fake fake news that brink and his team started enter brink's dad who is hilarious (laughs) we stan him he is a classic like true boomer because you know he was a dad in the 90s so this isn't like gen x cusp this man is a no no and he is very well, he's going through a hard time because he got, um, he's out of work because he got injured on the job. He's like a construction foreman. Yeah. And then he like, I guess, fell off like a beam. Yeah. And so he's been on disability for like a little bit, which we'll talk more about later. Yeah. Um, But it's so funny. Like he hates that his son is like happy. He like really wants to break his son's spirit. Yeah. Um, And then like his, uh, Andy's little sister walks in and she like complains like, oh, it's the first day of school. And the dad says, Katie is a normal child. Today's the first day of school and she's miserable. Yes. He's, he's like, that's how children should act. Yes. He literally says about Brink's behavior. It's just not normal. That's all. No one should be. <laughs> that happy all the time (laughs) yeah he's like why is my son happy he's a huge curmudgeon yeah um but the mom is so she is like a realtor and clearly like trying to be the breadwinner temporarily Mm -hmm. because again her husband is not bringing in the dough and there's definitely some like stress in the home about money Mm -hmm. um so it's their first day of school and Gabriella shows up wearing a dress Mm -hmm. which is so not her vibe her mom made her wear it not happy about it but I like it because her guy friends are clearly like weirded out like they literally say I didn't even know she owned one of those (laughs) about the dress but I like it because they don't like mock her I know because I feel like there are a lot of also like not even mocking but I feel like there are decoms like kind of giving Harry Potter four vibes where like when they're kind of tomboy like not feminine friend wears a dress for the first time and they all like fall in love with her like she looks so hot like they don't do that they're just like oh that's not her vibe like they don't at all like sexualize her when she like looks quote-unquote like a girl now so then val comes up to them and he's pissed that he like you know started that rumor to the skateboarders so he's mad at them and he steals one of the guy's shoes and throws them over what is hilariously definitely not a telephone pole but was supposed to be it's like a random rope in the sky (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that was low budget vibes. Yeah, that was low budget vibes. And then Gabriella really sweetly is like, oh, I was going to change into these sneakers once I got to school, but you actually need them more than me and gives them to her friend. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, soul skaters, together there's nothing we can't do. Oh, it's so cute. They have a really cute friendship. The friend group does have like really good chemistry, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then they go to, I guess, science class. Is it like biology class, do you think? Yeah, I think it probably is bio. And, and the, the do you know who the teacher is? From Even yes. Stevens. Yeah, so their teacher is the dad from Even Stevens, yep. a Disney icon. Yep. And basically they're talking about how they can like get back or like play a prank on X-Blades. And they just, they see earthworms, like they're learning about earthworms. They're earthworms, right? Yeah, they are. In class. And they're like, we're going to use this for our prank. Yes, and what they do is savage. They create a diversion and they put the worms in Val's sandwich when he's not looking and he takes a huge bite. Oh, it's gross. It's gross. And then a classic prank, though. <laughs> yeah, honestly, an amazing prank. And he deserved it. But then, <laughs> the like, teacher. a teacher sees. And so they, to kind of like send a message to him, I guess, like, don't rat us out, mm-hmm. they like, coordinate they have signs that spell out or they don't spell out but like each sign has a different word on it and it says don't be a wuss mm-hmm. which is huge in this inline skating community and to it's not such be a, a wuss. burn yeah you can't be a wuss no so they like hold up these signs like one at a time and it's really cute and so then this is amazing the teacher's <laughs> like is something wrong val and he's like no i thought i saw a bug or something and she goes well get over it which i was really appalled that she would say that to him but then i was like wait no that actually is how lunch monitors talk to children yeah that's true that's true they are not over it (laughs) so intense so then val is like you know what let's settle this out back Mm -hmm. and they agree to do a race to basically be like okay brink if you guys win We'll leave you alone. And if you don't, we're going to, like, beat you up, basically. Yeah. And they do it at school. Yeah. And, like, Brink says something like, there's not, like, a ramp here. And then so they use, like, the garbage cans, the railings on the school. Like, they use that kind of stuff to, like, show off their tricks. Exactly. And it is really cool. It's very cool. And I love... I, this was always so amazing to me as a kid whenever I watched movies about uh, high schoolers in California. They have outside lockers which yes. I always thought was so cool. So cool. So they start racing. Um, it's like a relay race. They jump over trash cans, like Nora mentioned. Um, and then Boomer, who's a guy on the X Team X-Blades, mm-hmm. he gets injured, like he falls. And Val calls him a, a wuss. A his wuss. His own teammate. Whereas Brink stops the race to be like, dude, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And alerts a nurse to get him help. So... Yeah. And also, um, the kid that falls is like, wait, you stopped the race to help me? Like, I don't get you. And yeah. then um, Andy says, Brink says, take a number. Or like he says something like that. What? He says like, yeah, take a number is what he says. Like, yeah, no one gets me. And wow. like this is how we know that like Brink is like nice. Like he has a good heart. Like he's going to stop the race to make sure this kid that fell is okay. Exactly. This is our first sign of seeing that like Brink cares about people way more than he cares about skating. Mm-hmm. Even though skating is his passion, he is never going to, like, let somebody get hurt or yeah. whatever in the name of winning. Yeah, it's very sweet. Yeah. So, but they all get suspended because they were skating at school and someone got hurt. Mm-hmm. So his dad comes to pick him up and he's pissed. And <laughs> this scene is amazing because Brink starts trying to, like, explain it to his dad. And he's like, <laughs> we, he says the most iconic quote about, like, we had beef so we, they wouldn't step back so we had to battle. And the dad, with perfect comedic timing, just, like, stares at him blankly and goes, who are you? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like his 90s slang. He's like, they used to teach English when I was in school. Exactly. Like, I think that, you know, everybody always talks about how, like, in the 60s, like, the generation gap between, like, the boomers and their parents was really pronounced. And mm-hmm. I feel like this movie shows, like, the boomer millennial gap really well of just, like, why are you always trying to, like, have fun? And, like, yeah, yeah. So, during the scene the dad's car actually like breaks down and so then we see him back at the house crunching numbers on like a super old school calculator and Mm -hmm. him and the mom start talking about their financial troubles and they bring up the mortgage yep they can't afford the mortgage payment and brink overhears this and he's like 
shit, I got to help out my family. Like they're struggling financially. And I always, a big thing with Disney movies is teens like taking on their parents' troubles, like all on themselves and really, really worried about their parents' like finances or like their happiness. And like speaking as kids that went through the 2008 recession, like we just were like, we're not going to ask. Yeah. We were like, (laughs) look the other way. They're talking about money in that room. No, no, no. We were like, we're just going to not pretend it's not happening. I know it's probably bad but i'm just not gonna inquire exactly and like when i made my babysitting money did it, i ever think maybe i should give this to mom and dad no Heck no i was like let me go to the mall yeah, and let's buy go to the mall. an american eagle top yep and that is what i did <laughs> um so the dad is super depressed they can't pay the bills and he has this amazing line he's like the dentist says if we don't get katie braces she's gonna have a smile like a picasso painting which i liked that um so i also thought this scene was so cool so cut back to brink with his his crew and they're all like comparing notes of how their parents reacted to the news of them getting suspended Mm -hmm. and i love this scene because that really is such a thing when you're a kid like i remember when i got in huge trouble in like third grade do you remember that day when like me and my friends were playing at this super weird location and our parents couldn't find us for Mm -hmm. like hours and we all got in huge trouble but we compared notes because like the other girls got like absolutely screamed at and like grounded for mad long and I remember our dad, a legend, was like, I'm really just upset that you weren't wearing your helmet because you were on your bike. That's all. And I'm like, oh, my God. Chill, legend. Chill, legend. But so they're comparing notes. um, And Gabriella is like, oh, yeah, there was screaming. There was yelling. There was hugging. There was crying. It was all very Peruvian. Peter is like, oh, I had the screaming and the yelling and the crying, just not the hugging. And then it's sad Mm. because Gabriella is like, at least you have two parents. And he goes, I have a mom and a Jerry. Just like, oh, bringing a stepdad into the mix. And then Jordy iconically is like, for me, there was sitting and staring and then more sitting and staring. (laughs) And Brink doesn't even talk about his situation because financial troubles are hard to discuss with your friends. So true. Um, So the X-Blades team reveals that Boomer, who got injured during the school race, Mm -hmm. is he can't compete in this big upcoming invitational and championship. The invitational, yeah. Yeah. So there's two big things in this movie. First, there's the invitational and then there's the championship. Mm -hmm. Boomer can't do either of them. So he's like, y'all, we need a new person to join Team Mm X-Blades. But they're all like, please, we wouldn't want to be sellouts. Yeah. And then um, Andy Brink is overhearing this and going like, yeah totally but inside his head he's thinking like i could use that money to help my family so he's kind of being like should i audition exactly he's really torn because his friends are really anti quote selling out Mm -hmm. and he knows that they would not be down with this but like he's worried about his family yep um and val is like really kind of low-key obsessed with brink like even though he's so mean to him he clearly thinks he's a really good skater and Mm -hmm. he does like really want him to join the team but he can't like outright say that he has to like bully him Mm -hmm. um so brink totally lies to his friends and is like oh i have to like be home today for something for family but really he's leaving their skate practice to go audition for team x blades Mm -hmm. and he does a really good job and he really kills it he's so good yeah and they ask him to join the team and so the team X-Blades manager guy is really funny. Like the yeah. adult, he's super like evil vibes. Like he he's like, I moved $10 million of merchandise last year because Oof. of team X-Blades. And that's when I realized like, oh, these boys need a raise because at first I was like, oh, they get $200 a week. That's actually like, so good for like high schoolers in the 90s mm-hmm. doing what they love. But I'm like, if this man's making 10 mil off them. Oh, yeah. They're exploited. And yeah. he's giving like sleazy, um, just kind of like douchebag vibes. Yeah, huge. And he's like shaking hands with brink to welcome him to the team and he's like your parents know about this right okay great and it's like there's no contract there's no like parental it's very under the table and also brink asks the team like this has to be a secret from my friends like i don't want them to know that i'm doing this so it's very like he's keeping it under wraps exactly and val is like yeah sure i'll do that on one condition no more beefing with me in public like you have to respect me in public yeah. he basically is like please stop bullying me in public it's so like true. okay lose or like like, that's a wuss vibe yeah val you're a wuss (laughs) also okay so andy goes home with his backpack like full of like gear Mm -hmm. from x-blades because he gets like free gear from Mm -hmm. from joining the team and this moment is the thing that i remember best about this movie from when i was a kid i don't know why it stuck in my mind so much so he gets home and his little sister katie's like what's in your bag and he goes nunya and she goes what and he goes nunya business (laughs) 
And it's like the only, it's like there's two times we see them talk in this movie. And so like, this is one of them. And it's just like, okay, like. <laughs> I know. They're like, they don't have a great relationship. No. So they sit down to family dinner and Andy has like hardly touched his food. And his parents are like, what's wrong? And he's like, you know, I'm really thinking about getting a job to like mm-hmm. help out around here. And the dad is like, that's actually not a bad idea because he thinks his son has like no sense of responsibility. Mm-hmm. So then he brings up like, oh, I can join this like sponsored team. And he kind of says it as like an idea, even though he's fully already on the team. Yep. And his dad is like, absolutely not. Like, I think it's a great idea for you to get a job, just not skating. And, you know, it seems like kind of annoying, but then you realize like he did just get suspended for skating at school. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get where the dad is coming from in a yeah, way. Yeah, I get it. So he's like, oh, okay. But he's clearly like, even though his dad is like, no, he's clearly like not going to quit. He's going to keep doing it and lie about it. And so (laughs) remember how we told you that Val was basically like, no more making fun of me in public. So he uses this against Brink because Mm -hmm. they're, I guess they're in like home economics. They're like baking a cake. Mm -hmm. And Val comes up to Brink's crew and is like taunting them. And one of, I think it's Gabriella calls him a jerk. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Brink. Do you think I'm a jerk? Yeah. And Brink's like, uh, 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 no. And his friends are like, what the hell, man? Like, we hate this guy. Like, yeah, they're like, that's super sus. Like, yeah. you need to stand up for everyone like you always do. And suddenly mm-hmm. he won't. He won't. So Brink starts uh, practicing, I almost said rehearsing, LOL, with the <laughs> X-Blades. And Val is like super hard on him. Like, even though I think you get the sense that Brink is probably like the best skater on the team other than Val, Mm -hmm. but like Val is like threatened by him, even though he wanted him there. So he's like still a huge jerk to him. Yep. And there's this moment where Brink does like, I guess, like a run on the ramp or whatever. And the other guys are like, nice. And then he's like, that was really mediocre, dude. Like, do it again. And he's like, come on, dude, that wasn't so bad. He's like, do it or vacate. That's what he says. (laughs) I love that. And even the other X-Blades, like, people on the team are kind of like, dude, like, that's a lot. Like, you're kind of being a dictator, but Val has the most power, so everyone's just like, okay. Yeah, he's, like, the captain. Yeah. And, yeah, definitely, like, the other guys on the team are, like, nowhere near as, like, bad vibes as Val, but Mm -hmm. they kind of, like, have to listen to him. Yep. So Brink goes back to, like, because he's kind of, like, burning the candle at both ends. He's, like keeping up with X-Blades, but also, like, still trying to keep up with his crew. He's exhausted. Yes, and they, like, tell him, like, oh, we heard that they, like, replaced Boomer. I, I, like, I don't. I wonder who the new guy is. And he goes, I heard he was huge and Korean. And they're like, oh. They're like, okay. <laughs> they're like, cool, all right. It's like, just say less, Brink. Yes, and Brink's dad complicates his already complicated life by getting him a job. And mm-hmm. he can't say no because he just said he wanted one. Yeah. What's his new job, Nora? A dog groomer. Yeah. He's going to work at a dog grooming place. And now he has skating with his friends for fun, skating in the, on the sponsor team. And now he has a part-time job. It's exactly. too much. It's too much. It's way too much for him. And we get a montage of like his day like with timestamps. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't go to bed till like 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. Shocking. His spirit, like his always happy spirit, he's now sad. He's now stressed out and he's sad. I feel like this is a... An anti-work movie. Yeah, I literally wrote anti-work. Anti-capitalist, <laughs> yes! anti-work. You won't break my soul. Yes, like it has such a good message. Okay. It really does. I'm really glad you agree. Um, and during this montage, this amazing song plays that I realized when I heard it, I used to sing this song all the time when I was a kid. What song was it? It's by the Suicide Machines. Gotta look before you leave. Oh, yeah. Take a good look at your so-called friends, yeah. So good. So yeah, Brink is like really doing too much more Mm -hmm. than he can handle and it's now time for the invitational which he's told two teams that he's going to compete in (sighs) so he has a problem he can't do it it's too much what's his solution he basically pretends to be sick and then his sweet friend peter calhoun comes to see him and he's like in bed like i'm sick giving like lizzie mcguire in the lizzie mcguire movie when she's like in bed and then gets out of bed and goes with palo he's doing that and his friend's like, oh, I'm so sorry you're sick. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to make it to the Invitational. And then Peter says, we're probably going to go still watch. And Brink's like, no, because that means that they'll see him competing with X-Blades. So he's like, no, 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 like, don't go. And Peter's like, okay. He's like, whoa, dude. All right, chill. So he does the Invitational. And just in case his friends show up, he puts on a master disguise. Sunglasses. <laughs> Who could tell? <laughs> yeah, and of course his friends do end up going. Like they're not going to stay. Yeah, away. no. And Gabriella immediately realizes she clocks him. Yes. She's like, "That's my friend. He's on X Blades." So 
they do the invitational and uh, X-Blades ends up winning. So it's, you know, this kind of like pros and cons because Brink gets $200 in his hands, but then his friends come up to him and Gabriella pushes him down. Yeah. And she says, you ditched us so you could join these sellouts, mm-hmm. which was in the trailer. I will never forget that. <gasps> Love. Um, and they're obviously like, really pissed at him because he lied mm-hmm. and sold out. And Peter's like, dude, like you literally lied to me. I visited you while you were sick and you like faked being sick. And poor Peter Calhoun, who just is so sweet. He is a truly sweet boy. And can you imagine how mad you would be if you didn't even know that he was like doing this for a kind of good reason? You're just like, wow, you just Why? wanted to be cooler than us and lied to us. Yeah, totally. And also because there's other benefits of being on X-Blades. Like they get like their picture in like skater magazines they get like promotion deals like there's more to it than the money it's like yeah. a lot of like fame and glory comes along with it exactly exactly and that i think they're all super skeptical of that because they're like that's not why we do this dude. yeah so now he's super sad because his friends don't want to hang out with him he like kind of tries to be like i'll quit and they're like dude we don't want that mm-hmm. you suck um and now the dad it's like it's not normal to be that unhappy (laughs) yeah never satisfied first his son is too happy or too happy now he's too sad it's like he's like the goldilocks of dads he's like i want my son to be just right he is the type of dad that probably thinks children are like better seen than her yep (laughs) and there's this amazing line where the mom there's so many good quotes from this movie the mom is like honey can you please talk to him and he goes me talk to brink you mean with words he's like you want me to talk to my son he can't believe it he's like i can't talk to my kid so they have a father-son chat on the porch the first father-son chat of the film he asks him like why are why are you fighting with your friends and brink is kind of like not really having it like he's not really giving him much Mm -hmm. and at first he kind of walks away sassy like you know what fine it's none of my business but then he's like you know what actually it is my business because i'm your dad and you don't have to tell me what's going on but if you ever want to i'm here yeah it's very sweet it's like the first time we see the dad not be just like a one-on-liner kind of character and instead he like has some depth and he like really does care about his son exactly it's nice to see um i also (laughs) when this scene starts they have a really nice porch first of all and brink is just like sitting out there with his thoughts and i'm like a teen today could never i know they would need their phone they would be like not processing the pain because they'd be on tiktok i know no offense so brink starts practicing with the x blades even more and so basically we learn that this championship that's coming up has three events there's street vert and downhill and they're all kind of what you would expect like vert is like they're doing uh stuff on like a big vertical um like like ramp Mm -hmm. and then downhill is like they race downhill and street is just kind of like street level tricks and stuff so they're practicing the downhill and brink is like not listening he's like clearly off in a daze and Mm -hmm. val is like dude like stop daydreaming and it turns out that brink was like fantasizing about doing like a really dope trick for the love of it Mm -hmm. and he's like that'd be so fun if i could like go off that roof and like land in the alley and val says this is about winning not fun and it's like you're a teen seriously so many of these movies it's like guys you're so hard on yourselves like you guys are just kids have fun exactly like it's not that serious it's really not so brink's uh old crew shows up and they're like we actually want to practice here and val's like no mm-hmm. also there's racism in this scene yes there is is it val that says to gabriella why don't you go back to mexico yes he does and she is peruvian yeah, she, she says, says it multiple i'm times. from peru yeah so i, I gasped when he said that i was like, I know, I was like, okay literally like racist literally so racist and the only like i was shocked that it was in there because that's the thing disney doesn't like include stuff like that anymore mm-hmm. but i almost think it's good that they do because it's like showing that like that type of behavior makes you a huge a yes yes because like the villain is saying this and also like growing up in like the 2000s like i did hear kids say that oh so kids are nicer now but they were pretty mean during these times exactly and if we don't look at our history we might forget it true (laughs) (laughs) so they decide to do this like downhill race to decide who gets to stay practicing in this space and Gabrielle, they choose Gabrielle to skate for their team because I think mm-hmm. she's like the best other than Brink. Mm-hmm. And then Team X-Blades is like, Brink, you do it. And he says to Gabriella, I'm not skating against you. And Peter has the sick burn. Why? You've been doing it for weeks. <gasps> burn! I love that moment. So this is the first moment where we see Val's true evil side. So he tells Brink like, hey, during the race, like on that huge turn, like stay to the outside of the turn, which is super counterintuitive, right? Like the best way to do the turn quickest is to hug the inside so brings like, yep. why would i do that like mm-hmm. no and he's like just just trust me just do it because 
He sabotages the course. He is such a little villain. He really is. He throws like rocks and pebbles Mm -hmm. on the inside of the turn intentionally to make Gabriella fall. It's like, dude, you're a loser. You're a loser. It's also like his insecurity shows so many times. It's like, if you're really the best, why do you need to like cheat? Yep. Because he's not the best. He's not. So Gabriella does fall and her fall Mm -hmm. is really dramatic. It's like (laughs) slow-mo. Yeah. It's really dramatic. And uh, Brink's like, oh, no, like, I caused this, like, the consequences of my corporate greed. <laughs> yeah. He really, like, blames himself. And it's like, it's Val's fault. Yeah, you did Val's not fault. know this was going to happen. Yeah. So, again, he does the thing where, like, he doesn't finish the race because he helps Gabriella. Mm-hmm. But she gets, like, pretty hurt. Like, she doesn't break anything, but she is, like, in bed with a sling. Mm-hmm. And Brink goes to visit her at her house. And he, like, sees uh, Peter and Jordy leaving. And, yeah, like, they all blame him. Yeah. Yep, they all blame him. And he goes to see her and he is like, I'm sorry. And she's like, it's not really okay. And then he <laughs> explains the situation with his family. And you think she's going to be like, oh, but actually she just says like, we all need the money. Like my parents don't have a lot of money either. Yeah. And he's kind of like, oh, yeah. And she really does not let him off the hook at all. No. And it is interesting because I did kind of wonder, because she calls him a sellout again, and I'm like, so is it, like, never okay to get paid for doing what you love? This movie kind of says no, it's it not ever okay. It does say that. <laughs> it does. It's like, Tony Hawk, eat your heart out. Yeah, exactly. Like, Tony Hawk, you are a sellout. You're a sellout. So we're we're coming up to legit the best part of the movie, which is the father-son chat in the garage. It's so good. This scene makes the movie a 10 out of 10. This scene really got to me, especially because it was like exactly what I needed to hear in my own life, like from Mm -hmm. the universe in this moment. So the dad is talking to him and Brink reveals like, hey, I I know you said I shouldn't take this job, but I did. And the dad like doesn't get mad, which I like. He's just kind of like, dude, like we didn't need the money so bad that you needed to like go Mm -hmm. behind our back. Like, why'd you do that? But so this is the first time that Brink admits that it wasn't just about the money. Yeah. He wanted the fame and he wanted the glory. And he's like, I don't know if you're going to understand that. And then his dad understands very well. It is truly so beautiful. So yeah, Brink is basically like, I wanted to be somebody and I don't know if you would get that. And the dad is like, dude, I get that so much because when I lost my construction job, like being a foreman and like people looking up to me, like that was my whole identity. Like my job was my identity. And then when I didn't have it anymore, I didn't know who I was. And that's like so literally so deep. Like it really is. I think so many people feel that way, especially like, as a 23-year-old, I think a lot of 23-year-olds feel that way and people in their 20s because it's like a lot of people aren't really using the degree they got from college. A lot of people did like a sport in college or something that really defined them. And now it's like, okay, I work nine to five and I don't do my hobby at all. Yeah. And people feel like, who am I? And I'm completely just taking up space. Yes. And it's like, you don't really have control over anything other than, and we'll, they say this, like yeah. how you treat people because yeah. your job, you can lose your job. You can like get hurt and not be able to do your sport you can your body's gonna change your face is gonna change like literally how you behave is all you have control and that that is your true identity and totally i think it's such a beautiful message especially yeah in a society where a lot of people do define themselves by their job even if they don't yes love their job or their job is not good to them like yes all these things and and it's also the first thing we ask people yes. and like should it be like it's also like, yeah, like what do you do and i get it because it's like what you do so much of your time yeah but i think for a lot of people they feel like embarrassed about their job or they just feel like it's not like a reflection of who they are yeah my personality and it's just not that important and do you want to read the quote or should we yeah, we can talk. About, yeah, it's like, yeah, you say it if you have it. Okay. It's so he says, talking about how he got laid off because of disability. And he says, You want to know the worst part of being on disability? I didn't know who I was anymore. I used to define myself by my job title, but you want to know something? After being laid off for six months, I figured out that construction foreman is what I do, not who I am. And then he says to Brink, like, you know, California, there's a ton of skaters. But you are Andy Brinker, you are a good son, and you are a good friend that just happens to skate. And then he says, you are defined by the company you keep and how well you keep it. Which is so true because Andy is such a good friend and such he a good really person. Is. Like, I'm actually going to cry. I'm going to cry. It's a beautiful scene. It really, really, really is. And he says, um, even if you never skate again, you are still Andy Brinker. Uh, and that gave like, me chills too. Seriously, because like... 
I feel like, yeah, people have like things happen to them, especially with sports. Yes. It's not, you can't play a sport your whole life. And I'm sure a lot of professional athletes, like when they retire, feel like that's my whole value and it's exactly. gone. Or if they get injured and it's just like, yeah, it's not really who you are. It's just like something you happen to do. It's so true. The scene has so many like deep implications, yes. to be honest. And I love it so much. I love it so much. I was truly crying and like wow it really holds up and i feel like that that is something that newer disney channel movies like don't do they don't go this this deep with such a timeless message it's like yeah be who you want to be and it's like okay that doesn't really get deeper than yeah it's kind of missing heart and like the messages are too obvious yeah. and they used to just be a little more subtle Exactly. Like, I literally learned something from watching this movie. I needed to hear this I thought about it, like, all night. And I was like, that's so true. So Andy really takes a lot away from this conversation. And he ends up throwing his sponsored skates and helmet back at Val while Mm -hmm. he's eating by the boardwalk. And he's like, you hurt my friend. I'm off Team Mm X-Blades. This sucks. No, I'm done. I'm done. And Val is like, dude, whatever. Bye. You didn't even have the brains to finish the race. And they both want to say balls here, but they say brains. He's like, you didn't have the brains to finish. And he's like, I have the brains to do this. And then he throws a milkshake in Val's face. Ooh. Yep. So he's totally done with Team X-Blades. And he obviously would like want to skate with his friends at the championship, but he's like on the outs with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way he kind of makes it up to them, he show, they're skating at the the pit and he shows up and he's like, hey, do you guys want a sponsor? And he has shirts from the dog groomer place yes. where he works. And he got a four month advance on his paycheck to buy them all new skates because oh. their skates were like falling apart. And yeah. And so that's kind of his apology, but he doesn't even like want anything from them. He's like, here's the skates. Like, bye guys. Good luck. Yeah. And then Gabrielle is like, wait, we heard you threw a milkshake in Val's face. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. She's like, do you want to skate with us? And then he does. Yes. So they call themselves Team Pup and Suds because they're dog groomer. Cute. And <laughs> wait, this is another moment that I just love so much. I have to mention it. So they're at the competition and Team x Blaze is like taunting them. And Val says, hey, guys, practice saying this. We tried, but we're just too late. <laughs> and he's like fake crying. <laughs> it's amazing so yeah basically the competition part is like i i like it because they really dedicate a lot of time to the championship yeah they show a lot of different skating there's like several montages and just like not montages like we see like people's like almost full routines but it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel boring no there's like good music it's very fun it really is like they definitely i feel like there's some disney channel movies that are dedicated to like a sport or something that like barely show the sport yeah and this one really does Mm mm-hmm it's clear that the, the people involved with the movie like knew a lot about the sport, mm-hmm. which is totally. Cool. So basically, I'm trying to think like if anything like important happens here that we need to talk about. Well, um, Andy falls during oh, yes. his performance, so that's like kind of like he gets like an 89 versus in the at the Invitational he gets a 97. So that's a big difference in points. Yeah. And so what happens is there and like Val gets a 97 at this championship, so it's really up to Peter Calhoun to like save the day. They're like you have to do really well or else our team's gonna lose. Yeah. And Peter's like oh my god, but then Peter absolutely slays he does amazing he does this trick that's i guess really hard called a 540 it's like a flip and mm-hmm. he's yeah he crushes it and i think it's a beautiful moment for peter because he's always very content to be like second fiddle to mm-hmm. andy like he doesn't mind at all he's such a team player but it's kind of cool that he got his moment to like yeah. save the team yeah so it all comes down to after that the downhill which mm-hmm. they only pick one skater from each team so it's obviously val versus brink mm-hmm. um and they have to do this downhill challenge and Andy tells his team before he goes, he's like, guys, I'm not going to let you down. But remember, win or lose, skating is what we do, not who we are, which he learned from his dad. Oh, so cute. And the race is really intense. At oh, one, wait, yeah. we also, yeah. I feel like this is before the downhill. Um, His dad. Oh, yes. Yeah. So his dad's like not in the competition at first. And then he comes because he had like an interview with his boss. And we find out that he got his job back. He's a construction foreman again. Yes. And that's really happy. And just a side note. Yeah, it's really happy because the family's financial troubles are over. But I think it's so beautiful that this hardship taught this dad a lifelong lesson. Mm -hmm. And I like that, you know, like, it's great that he's going back to work, but he will never forget that lesson. Yeah, of course. It's awesome. So they're skating. At one point, they clock their speed at 42.5 miles per hour. (sighs) I'm like, did they sign release waivers? Yes, so fast. They could die. Val plays super dirty during the race. He body checks Andy at one point. And then he literally uses his 
kindness against him and pretends to be hurt. Andy, like, gives him a hand and he pulls him down and skates ahead. But Andy still comes out on top. Yes. So, yeah, Val cheats. And he basically says to Andy, like, I knew you were the kind of person who couldn't, like, look past someone that fell down during a race. Like, I was counting on that. But it's like, still, Andy wins. Yeah. And it's like, Val literally cheated. And nice guys can finish first exactly it's like dude embarrassing you needed to cheat and you still didn't even win and you're supposed to be this hot shot yeah you're literally a loser wow wuss so yeah he wins it's really cute um val truly just like walks off like he storms away Mm -hmm. and everyone else is super happy the x blades like all the other guys are like dude we're so sorry val's such a jerk Mm -hmm. like congrats they're all like really happy for him and the the like x blades manager offers Brink a spot as the team captain Mm -hmm. and he's like you know what no because it wasn't any fun Mm -hmm. I skate for fun fun anti-work king and the movie ends with in classic 90s fashion like an amazing freeze frame of Andy like in the air holding his trophy like yes I love the freeze frame ending so good it's such a good movie it's so good can I tell you something crazy that I, that I learned about it, Nora? Mm-hmm. So this movie is actually an adaptation of an 1865 novel called Hans Brinker or the Silver Skates by Mary Mapes Dodge. Wow. Oh, my God. Isn't that so cool? That's so, wild. Yeah. And this this novel, it's it's Dutch and it's about a speed skater and it literally introduced Americans to the sport of speed skating. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay. Yeah. And the plot is, like, very similar. Like, the dad is, like, injured from a fall and that he needs, like, expensive surgery. And there's a skating competition. And he loses because he helps a friend. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That is really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to quickly highlight that the guy who wrote this movie graduated from my alma mater, SUNY Purchase. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yes, SUNY system. Yes. See, you can succeed from a SUNY. <laughs> he also wrote Dennis the Menace, which did you ever watch that as a kid? I yep. loved it. Okay. Oh, cool. That's awesome. He wrote that. And then the director, Greg Beeman, uh, directed two other DCOMs. Which ones? A Ring of Endless Light, which is the dolphin one with Misha Barton. Haven't seen that one. I, th- I didn't think you had. And then The Ultimate Christmas Present, which we a love. A classic. Yeah. Let's talk about the actors a little bit. Love. So we already briefly touched on Eric Von Detten, um, Princess Diaries King. Mm-hmm. Can I read you a really funny line from his IMDb profile bio? Mm-hmm. Possessing leading man good looks and undeniable charm, Eric Von Detten has proven himself to be an actor of unquestionable talent. Love. I mean, he really does have the it factor. And it's like the way you can do 90s hair really good or really bad. And he does it really good. And it's like someone called Tresemme. Like his hair is perfect. And there's something cool. So he was in. Oh, oh, this is crazy. He's the voice of Sid in all the Toy Story movies. He is? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's so interesting. I didn't know that. I know. And he was also, so two of his co-stars in this film, he did other stuff with. He was in... um, I saw this. He did another movie with Val, right? Escape to Witch Mountain, which I've never seen, but people love it. Yeah, I've heard about it. And then he was in the show So Weird with the guy who plays Peter. Oh, okay. Peter was like, like, I think like one of the leads in that show, which Mm. I don't, you're probably too young to watch. I watched it like a little bit. It's like a spooky show. So he doesn't act anymore. He uh, now works for a precious metals asset management firm. Hmm. He's married to a real estate agent and he has kids. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sam Horrigan plays Val. And he was so familiar to me, but I actually don't think I've seen anything else. I know. He has one of those faces where I'm just like, I know that face, but I, I haven't seen anything that he's been in. I was like totally expecting to be like, oh, this is what I know him from. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. He just kind of looks like a classic TV bully. Yes. And they all kind of look sort of similar. Yeah. It's it's totally true. And I think I found his private Instagram. Mm. His bio says, Disney villain, follower of Jesus, and former captain of Team x And then we already talked a little bit about um, Christina Vidal. She's... Uh, oh, wait. No, we actually didn't talk about her yet. She uh, plays Gabriella, and she's in Freaky Friday. Mm-hmm. She's the girl in Lindsay Lohan's band who sings... So good. She's she's kind of the only member of the cast that's like very much still acting. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know her from anything else, but other than Freaky Friday. But she was in The Guilty in 2021. It's like a oh, Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal movie. I've heard about that movie. 
And then, honestly, the only other person of the cast that's worth talking about, no offense, is um, Patrick Lewis, who plays Peter. Mm -hmm. Like I said, he's in So Weird. And he was also in another DCOM, Miracle in Lane 2, with Frankie Muniz. I don't know that one either. There's some I don't know. enough. I will. Okay, wait. Before we get into, like, all of our little, like, favorites and rows in our categories... I found a Zoom reunion that the Brink cast did in 2020, what? and I watched all of it. Okay, so this movie must have been well known enough for them to be like, we should do a reunion. Yeah, I mean, the reunion, it's not much a reunion. It's more like an interview, but I think this movie is kind of a like a cult classic. Yeah, especially if you're like a skater, you probably really like this movie. Yeah, I, I someone said it's like the only good movie that's ever been made about inline skating, mm. so... That's really cool, if that's well, true. Yeah, speaking about inline skating, I did like a little bit of very minimal research about inline skating oh, yeah. because I just had never really known that in like rollerbladers did those kind of tricks on those ramps. And so I was like, I feel like no one does that anymore. And I read like a sports history website um, article about it that was published in 2020 that was like, it was called the rise and fall of rollerblading. Oh my God. And apparently it was like a huge thing in the 90s. Like it was at one point the fastest growing sport in America, but then it died out. Like it just like didn't, it was kind of like a 90s fad. Whereas like skateboarding, people still, you know, that's still huge. But inline skating really like didn't stand the test of time, which sucks because it's really cool. I wonder why. I, I don't know. I guess like it just, I don't know why skateboarding stayed around i don't know that's so interesting and i also feel like getting into inline skating seems a lot more accessible like yeah. anyone can do it at, at a mediocre level yes whereas like skateboarding is really hard if you're not like if you don't have that kind of balance yeah and i also feel like skateboarding is a little more dangerous people that rollerblade like they wear f like more protective gear whereas like skateboarders i feel like that's like less of a thing i know that's so crazy that it kind of died down i wonder if it'll make a comeback at any point because like, so. everybody was rollerblading during the pandemic like not like well but yeah. i wonder if like it could make a comeback still it should um so i just want to give some brief highlights from the the zoom reunion that i watched because it was so funny so it was the people that did it were Brink, Gabriella, Val, and Peter. So it's just the four of them. Cute. And it's so cute. So first of all, Eric Von Denton is so weird. Really? He's such a weirdo, but like I love it. Like he's very socially awkward. Oh my god. And it's amazing. Um, Interesting. And during the the Zoom, he at one point put like giant rollerblades on his baby daughter. Oh. Almost like look. Oh. It was amazing. That's cute. And okay, this is crazy. So he revealed that he actually started a change.org petition for a Brink sequel. And are you ready, Nora? This is wow. bleak. Guess how many signatures it has? Four. Okay, no, it's better than that. 87. But I'm still like, no. I would have thought it would have had like a couple thousand. Yeah. 87? Oh, and it's that, he started it. Like, it's not like a fan that, started thing. That's really sad. And and during the thing, like, uh, the guy who plays uh, Peter is like, oh, like, a sequel would be weird, man. Like, he's kind of like shitting on the idea of a mm -hmm. sequel. And like, Eric, like, looks sad. Because oh, he hasn't should, acted in, like, a long time. They should make it. So, yeah, they touched on the fact that, like, none of them were really great skaters other than Sam. And this is really sexist. So the boys were all saying, like, yeah, we didn't have to skate for our auditions. And Christina's like, I did. Ooh. I'm like, what the hell? Wow. That's so annoying. Ugh. Um, and the guy who plays Val revealed that during the milkshake and face scene, it was really cold outside and they had to do like multiple takes and he really hated that. Mm. And they talked about why they thought the film had such a lasting impact, like why people still like it and still watch it. And Eric was so sweet. He was like, I think it's because of the really beautiful moral. And he's totally right. He is so right. And Christina chalked it up to the chemistry of the cast and the fact that the kids have an innocence that you don't really see in teen movies anymore. They really, really do. There's no love interest in this movie at all. Nope. Which, which is kind of refreshing. I totally agree. Like, Because they're like 13, 14. Like, I mean, yes. some kids just like went to the mall with their friends. 100%. <laughs> and I feel like if this movie got made now, they would have made Gabriella date one of or like have I a think kiss so. or some tension. Yeah, or at least something at the end. And it's just like some, a lot of people in high school, they think about other stuff or Surely. middle school, which they might, I don't know what they're in. They're definitely, I feel like they're like younger high school. Yeah. They seem young. They're young. Okay, Nora, do you want to get into like our favorite quote the obvious one that i have which is probably like not exactly what you have but like an offshoot of i have obviously win or lose skating is what we do not who we are and then my honorable mention because they say this a couple times and it's just cute when you woke up this morning did you say to yourself today i'm gonna talk or today i'm gonna skate yeah that is such a good one 
I feel like, I mean, we've already talked about this, but you were defined by the company you keep and how well you keep it, I think is my favorite quote, yeah. just because it's so good and so true. Um, but I also like in one scene when the sister says, what's the point of having a fast metabolism if you don't use it? Oh my God, about yes. About eating a lot of food because me and Sarah, we love to eat so much when we were little. Yes. We would just snack, 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 snack. And we really put that fast metabolism to work. You cannot say we did not enjoy our fast metabolism years. We really we did. did. <laughs> That's such a good, I forgot about that quote. I love it. I was like, girl, you're right. So right. She's hilarious. She has a lot of good lines. Um, so, you know, we've been doing if this movie was a zodiac sign, and I gave it Aries. So Aries is the sign that's associated with the phrase, I am. Each sign has like a little phrase. Like for, there's other signs that are like, I know, I have, I think. But Aries, since it's the first sign of the zodiac, is I am. And I thought that was fitting for a movie that's so much about identity. That's so true. Um, they're also Aries. So they're really ambitious, but they also really refuse to compromise their values to get what they want, uh, which I okay. definitely got from Brink. And they're also, they're known for being the most honest sign. Mm. So watching how much he struggled with lying to his family and friends, um i liked that and they're also just brave and they're all heart and yeah that makes so much sense yeah and i just thought this movie was like kind of punk rock and aries are kind of punk rock totally what's your rose and your thorn okay so this was really hard for me because i didn't have a lot of things i like didn't like or that like stuck out as i didn't like um my thorn is so silly um but my rose was um one is just the music like I loved like the 90s music and then also the garage scene with the dad just because yeah. it's the best part of the movie um and my thorn was just um Val's hair <laughs> it was like, the only thing that every time I saw him I was like getting mad I was like no his hair for those of you who haven't seen it is like really long and like straight and kind of greasy yeah it's the, again it's like the bad way to do 90s hair and Brink does it the good way and Val does it the bad way and it's distracting because Val's hair is flat and Andy's hair has like some some volume but it's like kind of like messy yeah, cool. messy it's yeah. like yeah it's just a better way I totally agree my rose is similar to yours it's like the message about identity but one thing I wanted to add to this is that I feel like so many sports movies for kids the message is winning isn't everything. And I like that this went a step beyond that. Mm -hmm. It was like winning isn't everything, but the sport isn't even everything. Like That's nothing so true. you do is everything other than how you treat people. That is so true. And I really loved that. Mm -hmm. um, my thorn is that I actually wish that we got more closure with Val. I know mm -hmm. he's such a jerk, but I really felt like... That's true. Like I wanted him to learn Andy's wisdom. Mm -hmm. And I, because I think he needed that so badly. And so like one of the last things Brink says to Andy is like, hey, even if I lose, I'm still not you. So it's a good day. And mm -hmm. I think that's really sad. Like I do think yeah. that Val is like tortured. And I know it's like, yeah, he, he wasn't a jerk, but I still think he's worth redeeming. Mm -hmm. And I wish that like he had had a moment where he was like, hey, I'm sorry or something. And I know that like he played really dirty and like a lot of things he did were like more than just being mean and insecure. Like he was truly evil in some ways, mm -hmm. but I still would have liked to have seen like a little more yeah, go on there. I completely agree with that. I think that's a really good one because we didn't get any also like the, uh, exposition for why Val was like this. Yeah. Like we don't know what his family's like. We don't know why he like is like that. And again, we never saw any of Andy's like disses like get to him at all and that would have been really nice to have like kind of a Sharpay Evans moment with yeah. him where he's like, yeah, this is why I did that and like I need to be a better person. Overall rating? Okay, so I gave it an A minus. I really, really liked it. I honestly don't have that many notes. I was telling Sarah earlier that my like harshness with these ratings is always coming from like, I know High School Musical is coming up. Yes. And so I'm like, I have to base it on that scale. Um, but I gave it an A minus because I think it's really good. I think it has a great message. I think that it was really fun to watch. I like the characters. If I had any critique, it's that like, parts of it were one-dimensional in terms of again like the characters um but i don't have that many notes and i think on the decom scale it's a very good one i completely agree with everything you said i think so far you've been like one or a half grade point like harsher than me so mm -hmm. i think that really checks out because i gave it an a and i completely agree with you like i think it's 
deep but fun it has a clear aesthetic and vibe Mm -hmm. the skating is all like actually really good and i also think it gives you a believable look into a subculture which Mm -hmm. that's so true a lot of other decoms like either don't try to do or like do it and kind of fail in Mm -hmm. my opinion um so yeah i think this is a really really solid decom and i think it's truly worth a rewatch like even though we obviously spoil everything and talk about everything in these this is one that i feel like would still be enjoyable to watch for yourself yes and you can watch it with our drinking rules yes so my first one is drink every time there is that weird transition music you'll know it when you hear it it's like between scenes it's like this really like it sounds like reggae it's like really odd you will know it when you it's hear it it's a staple of the film drink every time someone says beef uh drink every time there is an inline skating sequence drink whenever the x-blades manager makes an appearance mm. the, the old guy the business uh, guy. drink every time andy stops a skating race to help someone Mm-hmm. And drink every time you personally, you find the dad relatable. <laughs> oh, love that one. And my last one was just drink every time Andy's sister makes an appearance. Love it. Oh, that was such a fun one to rewatch. Yeah, it was so good. Nora's first time ever. This is the first one we've watched that predates Nora's existence yep. and that she had never seen I had before. never seen. And so I loved fun. it. Thank you guys so much for listening Thanks. and have a good day, guys. Bye.